This is Dojo Talks, our weekly podcast. Today we are talking the 2024 FIDE candidates qualification drama. I'll just quickly recap everyone what's happening. Um, we're recording this. Me and David are in Sitges, Spain, playing the Sunway Sitges uh, Chess Festival just after round seven here. And um, uh, yeah, so there's uh, two spots left for next year's FIDE candidates, which is taking place in uh, spring 2024. There's one spot left for the FIDE circuit, which is like this Grand Prix kind of system that measures who has the best um, tournament performance uh, over the year in the top events. And there's one spot that is going to go to the highest rated player that isn't already qualified as of January 1st, 2024. And uh, so because of that, there's been actually a lot of action for um, both spots. Like right now, they're playing this uh, event in Chennai in India, where they have Gukesh and I think Aragaisi uh, yeah. trying to qualify. And Mike Sudlu. And Mike Sudlu trying to qualify if they can win uh, the event or win enough games. And of course, people are probably following the, the rating drama where... You know, currently uh, Wesley So is leading the rating race, but Dominguez was here in Sitges. We'll talk about that. He was trying to get the rating spot. He ended up withdrawing. Uh, Ferruja now is playing this totally fresh event in his hometown <laughs> <Thanks, man. laughs> to, yeah. to try and get it. And uh, yeah, I guess we're going to discuss it all. Um, first, I mean, let me just ask you guys, like, you know, just general temperature on, on the situation. Like, do you think this is good for chess, bad for chess? I think it's really bad. And this is like FIDE at the end of the year, they're blowing this and we'll talk about how they're blowing it. And at the same time, they're doing other weird things. We're going to probably just touch on that with like the, well, about the presidentship. We're going to touch, touch on that a little bit, but it's like combined and they might even be deciding on the rating thing, That's which true. I think is even a bigger thing. And so it's like, all at once, they're doing three highly controversial things that will affect chess for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk. We're going to talk mostly about the drama of the candidates. But, yeah, we'll get into a little bit of all this FIDE stuff. All right. We're going to fix the echo, folks. One second. We were prepared. And while they're doing that, I will say FIDE has been corrupt for a long time. But usually their decisions don't have that far-reaching of consequences. <laughs> no, no, it seems real bad. No, it seems real bad. Yeah, it's been, okay. it's been a big yeah. week for, for FIDE. I mean, I don't think this is today's topic, but yeah, they also, uh, they did approve the rating changes, so everyone's rating is going up if you're under 2,000. And they removed term limits. And they removed term limits. <laughs> yeah. For their FIDE government. Um, okay, well, I, I know that Coast is enjoying <laughs> the rating race <laughs> at the end here. He, he probably doesn't think it's too bad. Jesse says it's terrible. I think, um, like, one first question is, did FIDE anticipate this or not, right? Was this an unintended consequence, or is this how they envisioned people <laughs> qualifying? For a, a tiny splash of history is that the previous system was that it was your average rating over the course of like the year or something like that. Right. Some number of rating lists, you know, maybe six lists over the course of the year. And so <clears throat> what that incentivized was like having a good tournament in Jan. If you had a good tournament in January, you would like sit out the rest of the year because any points you gain in January, you're going to get them on multiple rating lists right. into your average, right? And if you mm. have a bad start, you need to like hurry up and like make up the ground. 
And so there you had people sort of sitting around, resting on their laurels. And here we've got the opposite. We've got people like racing at the end because it's just based on one list. Um, my guess is that Fide somehow, although it's not that hard to imagine, I think they somehow didn't quite imagine how it would happen. I think they had maybe a partial inkling, but didn't see like the exact situation because they did pass a rule that they're referring to with Ali Reza that they can choose not to rate something if it's if it's not a real tournament by some measure yeah. of theirs. Um, I think they had some inkling that something like this could happen, but it's uh, I don't think they saw you know Dominguez and playing, withdrawing, and matches, and I don't think they thought so many people would be trying. Right. No, they're they're definitely just like kind of improvising. So yeah, like a few weeks ago they like. They announced this like clarification that said like you know you had to you already had to play uh, I think it was more than no more than two events in the same country to qualify for the FIDE circuit and then they announced this clarification for the rating spots like oh it also applies to the rating spot by the way Linear Dominguez because it was basically relevant to him because he was very um, he was very close to being taking the rating spot in in St Louis and uh, and yeah now they announced this thing in response to the Faruja event that's like. It's like, don't worry, guys, we might not rate the event, which to me actually is wild because, like, I remember talking to you guys about Ding Loren last year yeah. when he was getting his 30 games in to be eligible for the candidates. Yeah. And the three of us all thought that was just kind of, I mean, you know, just, I don't know what word to use, just like fishy, <laughs> just like sketchy. Just, yeah. and, and that was very clearly organized for him to make it to the candidates. That was very clear to everyone. And uh, and now they're acting like the you know this Faruja event is is like uh, illegitimate. So I guess like the question right. is you know, uh, assuming all the games are uh, perfectly normal and Faruja like wins these games, clearly it's an event designed for him. But then so is this India event uh, that Gukesh and Aragaisi are playing. This was just organized like last second. Yeah. So it's like it's not clear what exactly are the rules here. It's like. But there's a huge difference between the two, right? Yeah. Huge, huge, huge difference uh, <clears throat> between a tournament that's a, basically a real tournament and a series of matches where there's nothing at stake for the people other than they're probably wanting to lose. Like, who, who's playing that match against Ali Reza? Somebody who wants to lose to him, probably, right? Some boomer GMs, I'll tell you, man. Some <laughs> they are old boomer French GMs. boomer GMs, yeah. <clears throat> but I assume, yeah. like, if you ask somebody who didn't want him to qualify, they would have said, no, I won't play the match with you, right? So he found somebody whose motivation is literally for him to qualify. Same with the Ding thing. That's what was so sketchy with the Ding thing, mm -hmm. right? He was playing against people whose goal was for him to become world champion. It's not really a competition when your opponent wants you to win, right? right. But the Indian tournament, everybody is there to win the tournament for themselves. That's true. Right. Maybe just a little bit also of history, just to fill it in a little bit. So first of all, just to make it clear, uh, Faruja is now playing, I think, three mini matches of two each. He's won the first one, two out of two. These are all against Boomer GMs. They were good in their day, these people. But now, you know, they're basically largely inactive, like uh, old Russian dudes that now live in France. Okay, so he's won two out of two. He's going to stop whenever he, mits, he hits it. I think he needs four and a half more points, right? So... And he can't draw, and you know, maybe he could have one draw, but basically, really, he could just keep playing until he hits it, 
because of the way that FIDE organized this uh, rule. So first of all, that's got to be said. And also with Ding, I want to say with the historical backdrop. So this is before the last, um, the, the last qualified, the last um, candidates tournament. And Ding was weirdly inactive for a long time prior to that event. He's been basically inactive since he took the so-called world championship. Well. And what we have to say about that is some people are making the distinction that in that case, it was just Ding becoming active by getting enough games. But it's true that if he had lost a lot of those games, then his rating would have gone down and he right. wouldn't have qualified. Anytime right? you play games, you could win or lose rating. He literally didn't right. have a rating. He was so inactive, right? He'd like to right. out. Like if Gary Kasparov wanted to qualify for the world championship, he would have to play a certain number of games. Mm. And as has become really obvious this past week, playing games risks losing points. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Ding had to go play in, you know, the Dubai Open or something instead of playing against some Chinese people who were motivated to lose at home. Right. <laughs> yeah, or at the very least, not motivated uh, to win. Uh, you know, especially, yeah, not against uh, Ding. That's actually hilarious. What is stopping Gary from... <laughs> from organizing you know some friendly <laughs> matches himself Nothing. with yasser you know so just, yeah dude i mean he come back to sure to get some boomers but i think his retirement rating was over 2800 so he would have right. quite some latitude for losing yeah That's right, uh, i guess yeah. okay he doesn't want to play the candidates i imagine <laughs> yeah um i mean okay i i do find this situation quite amusing and entertaining and it's like, okay, it's, uh, you know, people are calling it a farce. I would agree with that with, with choice of words. <laughs> you just like farces. <laughs> but I, I like that it's showing FIDE, you know, the beauty of their system, right? Because like, <laughs> they're the ones. And it, I don't know. It's weird for, for me that they didn't expect it because there was definitely people on Twitter like last month, November, even October, kind of predicting this, saying like, you know, what's going to happen end of December? Aren't people just going to start like you know, organizing the, because this stuff has happened before. Like I'm, the U.S. has, we've had our share of drama where in order to qualify for the U.S. championship, mm -hmm. you had players in like California, New York, uh, playing like local events, playing against like amateurs, getting like one rating point just to qualify for like U.S. championship, uh, right? Yeah. So, and the U.S. Yeah. Olympiad team, same thing. It's mm -hmm. had like a rating list cut off. And I remember there was a three-way race one year that was decided by one point where people were just like playing tons of games at a local chess club against, you know, chosen patsies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to say that like, oh, they couldn't have expected this is is odd. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of unbelievable. And for those listening, I just want to make it really clear. There's two spots at stake. One for a qualification by rating and one for the so-called circuit. And both are funky because then this latest thing that's being done in India was also a last minute event. So we have, I mean, and these, I mean, as a chess fan, I mean, it's whether we think these people have a chance to win the tournament in, in the next spring or not, it's still like a huge deal for these people to make it to the tournament. It's a, a chance of a lifetime. So. You know, there's going to be some bitterness around it for all the people who didn't get in. Uh, for example, if Faruja wins the event, wins his mini matches, which it looks like he's going to do, then of course, Wesley So would be the one harmed by it. And then he's out. Right. And I think Wesley certainly had the assumption 
that he was going to make it by rating, right? And now it's like, oh my God, it's going to just be taken from me. And then I think Anish Giri and others were like, wait, I can have a chance with the circuit thing. But now it looks like at the moment, our friend Chess Numbers says that Gugesh has a 72% chance of taking that spot from this, from this event in, uh, in India. Dang. Wow. Yeah. And he would be taking Giri's spot if he made it? That's my understanding, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Come on, Gukesh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least he's not playing all, all countrymen, right, in his backyard. <laughs> no, I think in the very first round, Pantala Hare Krishna beat, beat him. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Or, or did he beat Aragaisi? Hare Krishna beat one of, his, one of his two compatriots who was, like, trying to qualify. So it was like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, Jesse, you said it's like, yeah, it isn't a very attractive opportunity, but then we had this shock the other day, you know, I'm like, it was like 11 PM here. I'm on Twitter. I see this video of Dominguez <laughs> getting interviewed yeah. and he announces that he's withdrawing from Sitges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is brutal. I mean, he had four out of five, still all mm -hmm. the chances in the world to, to gain rating, right? If he, if he finishes strong. Yeah. He was five points away from Wesley. And he, he was like, it can't be done. <laughs> I can't gain five points here in the open, bro. Oh, no. Well, and with that, I want to say that was um, disappointing as a fan. Let me just express some fan feelings towards Lanier here. So listen, buddy. Dominguez, listen up real close. Let me, let me just get some eye contact with you, buddy. You're 40 years old, buddy. And the reason you withdrew is because you were worried about losing some rating points. Let me tell you, as a slightly older dude to an older dude, your rating's going to go, my friend. Your rating's, it's forget about it. You know, this was your last chance. When you withdrew, chess numbers said you had a 20% chance of making it. So as a fan, I wanted you to go for it, boss. I was all in for you. I wanted you to qualify, you know? And that was your biggest chance of a lifetime right there. That's why you went to Spain. It wasn't going to be easy. By the way, you had to face... Some Indian kid rated 1825 that wasn't some chump. He was playing some hard people. I get the frustration. Welcome to the world that I live in, my friend. Yeah. Welcome to my world. So you get no pity from me there. That's just the way it is now. We've been playing an open tournament. I wanted you to at least fight for it, Bows. Okay, there's my rant. Okay, now in, in his uh, defense. So he, he said something about being worried about qualifying for other events at a lot of people took that to mean like Grand Chess Tour invitation, which I think is not mm -hmm. not a bad assumption. There's also a good chance that he was he was sick. There is kind of a virus uh, going around uh, the tournament. Like mm -hmm. in the tournament hall, you can hear a lot of people just like coughing like throughout the, throughout the round. So there's yeah. a chance, you know, maybe he he was under the weather. I don't I don't know if he said that for sure, but um, you know that that's always there. But yeah, it's a shame. It was not a brave move. It yeah. was not a brave move. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And um, and now you have Fide that's saying, like, yeah, we might not rate uh, Faruja's event. And it's like, it's, it's like, um, it's like they're Elon Musk running Twitter. Yeah. And they're just, like, waiting to see, like, what the fan yeah. reaction yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> like, put out a poll. <laughs> Should yeah. we rate this? Should we rate this? Story? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we will honor the results of this we'll, poll. We'll honor the results of this poll unless we disagree with them. <laughs> well, and also, I think it's important to say that they changed the rules the last minute for Dominguez as well, where 
originally it didn't say anything about what country it was played in that your games were played in and then that's why dominguez had to go to spain instead of potentially playing the games in the u.s so that was one of these things where it was like a last minute decision where they threw on it and it didn't look good it looked where like it was explicitly designed to mess with dominguez where was he and now in the u.s what's that did he have a tournament lined up in the u.s he could have he could have done a Ferruja if he yeah, had wanted Ferugia. to. Okay. I, I'm sure right. St. Louis would have. <laughs> St. Louis would have obliged, I'm sure. Of, um, local GMs he could have faced. <laughs> that's right. So that seemed, that was like a last minute thing. And now there's nothing explicitly wrong. According to how FIDE itself set up the rules, there's nothing explicitly wrong with what Ferruja is doing. It might look dubious. Right. But they're the ones that created the rules. It's not his fault. It's not his fault for trying to get in this way. This is just the way the rules were set up. And now they're talking very heavily. They're insinuating that maybe they'll decide not to rate the event. What does that mean? What does that mean? You decide maybe we won't. Uh, what are you talking about, Bobs? You can't be changing the goalposts at this I think, stage of the game. I think they're hoping he loses a game so they don't have to make that call. So they don't even have to make the decision. Yeah. I think it's it sucks for him to be playing these games. I mean, he's probably, whatever, they're probably fixed. But, you know, like, potentially <laughs> it could suck if you were playing an event and then somebody told you it may or may not be rated and then you have to worry about that while you're playing. Like, you know, am I even playing for anything? Yeah, yeah. it's a disaster. By the way, let's just, let's just say something uh, just about chess that I, I think a lot of fans, including myself, are, are wondering. It's very surprising that Farouge is even in this position, of course, because just a year ago, the guy was 2,800, right? Last candidate cycle looked like he was going to be the chosen one. And now he's fallen so far down that he has to fight for this rating spot. And so something's going on in Farouge's world. Nobody knows, but something's going on, right? Um, in any case, you know, I, I don't think the matches are fixed. I think he's just playing boomer GMs. And the French there are like, well, we've got these guys. They're kind of inactive. I think you should be able to do it, boss. You know, mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I think the, the good thing about the whole mess, like, obviously, it doesn't reflect super well on chess. It doesn't show us as being, like, strategic thinkers who planned many steps away and arranged things with logic. But the good thing is it's got people playing chess instead of like sitting at home, like hiding, right? So it is good to have Dominguez in the tournament until he withdraws. It is good to have this super tournament in India. India needs a super tournament. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're fighting for the match or the spot, which which is cool. Um, but yeah, the funny thing is like, yeah, Faruja, had he like sat on his reigning a little bit more, then he would have been... Yeah, he could have uh, made it. He could have made it, but... Okay, yeah. yeah, he I mean he played Grand Swiss, he played Grand Chess Tour at the end. And um, it was the last event in 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 St. Louis where he lost a bunch of those points. Right. right? Yeah. And where Dominguez gained enough that he was in he was basically in sniffing distance of qualifying by rating. And actually thank God for this drawing because the Sinkfield Cup was a very dull event at first. It was like all draws, mm -hmm. no one was doing anything. Yeah. But then mm -hmm. this rating spot was like the only thing that like kept the tournament actually extremely interesting. <laughs> like every yeah. round it started to uh it started to affect uh the players. Uh, and then Wesley you know, started winning some games and I was like, oh <laughs> you guys have heard me do this rant before, but what's curious as a fan is like 
the two big sporting events that I think are the most interesting in the world are run by completely corrupt organizations. FIFA running the World Cup in football, aka soccer, and then, uh, you know, this thing with the candidates tournament and the world championship. It's a mess, but somehow these corrupt institutions running this event, it's almost like it adds to the juice. <laughs> to the, I don't know the beauty of the both of these events, which capture so much attention. You know, way more attention than Magnus playing some rapid match. I have no, I have no desire. <laughs> this thing though is amazing. Yeah. It's gonna be a great candidates tournament no matter what, too. It's gonna be an incredible candidates tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it will benefit from fresh blood. Like I would like to see <laughs> some I would like to see Gukesh qualify. That would be awesome well, from my uh, perspective. Prague is already in. So yeah. that's cool. And that's awesome. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, last spot will go either, I guess, either Gukesh or Giri, most likely for the circuit. And then, um, right now, looking either Wesley or Faruja for, for the rating. For rating, yeah. Um, it, a bit of a shame for Giri, though. I do feel like he is very deserving because he has had a good year. Yeah, he and he generally game. doesn't pull these kinds of shenanigans. <laughs> like, like, he's not playing some event in the Netherlands, right, against Jan Timmen. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys. Yeah. So. Also, I think just to for help people understand how this process is kind of sort of how it how it happens behind closed doors. So again, uh, FIDE is a one country, one vote situation. So you know, huge countries with a huge chess population have the same vote as say Bermuda. Right. So there's an incredible uh, ability for corruption there with these very small chess countries that you can pay them off. And, you know, I'm not insinuating anything about Bermuda, but <laughs> these smaller countries where you just have some person, some dude who's showing up, you know, representing maybe two or three players. So to give an example, FIDE did this very contra incredibly controversial thing where Putin's dude, Dvorkovich, right, who campaigned on the promise that there would be a two, it would be a two um, term presidency, which was in the rules. They voted overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly to get rid of term limits and let this dude be president forever. Highly controversial, but it's the same process that is going on behind closed doors to decide stuff like this with the candidates. Also, the same process that's being done with this rating change, which I think most chess players, because it's a very mathematical uh, process that they're doing, don't understand it. I certainly don't understand it. And because I don't understand it, I'm very much convinced that the people making all those votes from those small countries also don't understand this mammoth rating change that they are putting into effect. Yeah. Uh, so a question about the term limits, because like I, I heard all these people saying like, oh, this will allow Dvorkovich to run for a third term. But isn't it just indefinite? It sounds like he could just be president forever. Right. They just they didn't say term limit is now three. They just said no, no more. Term limits, yeah. So it's not just his third term. He could just. Oh, yeah. Going oh, we can and, keep going and going and going. Yeah. And, you know, Dvorkovich, I mean, could generally be a good uh, FIDE president. Like he has a lot of uh, fans, he, a lot of people that like. For example, um, uh, Pavel Ilyanov, like Ukrainian grandmaster, said that he mm. thinks that the FIDE team has done a good job despite like, okay, they have ties to Russia and all this stuff. 
So it's like, yeah, I, I've no, uh, I don't necessarily have an issue with like him being president, but it's just like, yeah, just the removal of the term limits is just such a, just on its face, you know, it's just such a, just a, such a shady operation, you know, it's just like, it's, they can't be good. It's completely contrary to what he said, so it reveals his colors pretty clearly. Yeah. Okay, back to the candidates drama. Um, I noticed on Twitter, Wesley So said that it was dirty of Faruja to Ooh. play these matches. But so far, from what the three of us said, I feel like none of us are blaming any of the, the players. Do any of us like feel like Faruja or So, Dominguez, uh, Maksudlu, Arjun, Gukesh, like, do we think anybody's doing something wrong here? Well, I think the Indian event is different because I think you made a good point that it's like it's a diverse mix of players. You know, Maksudlu's not there to lose to Gukesh, right? Or Aronian, you know, for example. So I feel like that event is more legitimate than the mm -hmm. Faruja event. Yeah. Um, I I don't blame. I don't blame. I don't know. I think if I was in in their position, uh, I don't think I'd be comfortable with like playing these matches. You know, against like weaker players. Yeah. I would just feel embarrassed, honestly. Like, uh, but. I mean, it. Yeah, it does. It does feel off, you know. I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. like, it it just doesn't feel real. It's like, you have this whole year. You have all these big tournaments, World Cup, Grand Swiss, Grand Chess Tour, Waikanze. You know, where they're trying to like gain rating and do their best, and then you know they never play these like random matches. And it's just at the end of the year, you know, just sprinkling in some games, trying to get a couple points. You know, I mean, clearly uh, that can't be what is the best best system to qualify for you know the most important tournament in the chess world by far um yeah i think that unless Faruja's opponents have a really good incentive to beat him that that event is actually over the line and a little bit sketchy like if they're not you know if they get paid to participate versus paid to win or something like that i mean it it, it needs to be a real event where there's yeah. Incentive and motivation to the others. <laughs> Dodgy made a good joke where he's like, the prize fund for this event is $0 for first place, 5000 for second, 7500 for third, <laughs> yeah. 10000 for fourth. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's off. It's like, yeah, even if it's not yeah, explicitly said to them, hey, you're going to lose, it's like the implication is there. And when there's an implication like that, I mean, it's, it's, still, uh, it's still bad. Like... Yeah, you're not allowed to like leave a million dollars in front of a judge's house like without instruction, you know, and then, and then just like, oh, that's cool, right? Just, right? just giving like random random gifts to people. And, you know, I think it might, I can imagine this. Okay, so for example, this first mini match, Farouj is playing this Georgian older dude, basically he's 52, so one year older than me, Degubadze from Georgia originally, now living in Belgium. Okay. And one thing that I can see immediately from this guy's graph is it's the same thing from so many older chess players that I know. They've lost more than 100 points in the last 10 years, right? It's just a natural rating decline and it's going to keep probably going down. So it's like, it's almost like a cruel thing where they were like, let's pick some old dudes, right? Let's pick some old dudes that we can knock out. So they handpicked. <laughs> it looks, I mean, it looks atrocious, but like I said, Fide is the one that created these rules. And 
it's going to look, it looks bad for them. And then it looks even worse, I think, if then they change the goalposts again and say, ah, we're not going to rate this. You know, what are we talking yeah, about? Because they, they didn't really say anything about Ding. They didn't release like, they didn't release a statement like, oh, we might not rate Ding's event or we might not, we might not count it. I think, I think what happened was, because people did give him a lot of flack. You know, we criticized the Ding uh, games and um, maybe they learned their lesson but like not not fast enough where they're like okay we gotta we gotta put a stop to this i mean i feel like we only have a few minutes here so we have to finish up but um i feel like they should just do away with the rating spot as a qualifier because either it, it, so it hasn't worked at all. yeah because it either encourages players to sit on their rating because they mm -hmm. want to have like a high average rating for the year mm -hmm. or you get this like nuclear arms race at the end of the year which for me is very fun but yeah it doesn't feel like the most sporting mm -hmm. um I actually think the the circuit is is a much better idea because it gives people like Gukesh a chance. It gives a lot of incentives to play in these like big opens because you get you get points for that. So it's like that to me seems like a much more interesting um, qualifying uh, method. Mm -hmm. I think too. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I was gonna say like one thing I've realized is back in the day, you know, my favorite thing was when they had candidates matches you would have interzonal tournaments and then you'd have candidates matches and one of the main reasons i think that died is those matches required organization and funding and fide was in couldn't do either of those things right so the candidates match is an easy way for them much easier for them to organize and it's a shame because the matches was such a more, you know, that was something you had to work for, man. Win a couple matches on your way to the world championship. And so a lot of it is just inability of FIDE to do things, right? In addition to like, you know, when you imagine making these rules too, it's like, it's some corrupt behind the scenes going on, but also it's just a bunch of people like, I don't know, I'm from Bermuda or I'm from Tanzania. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You just tell me, Baus. And then they tell him what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good good point from Deborn. Their organization and funding is going towards abolishing term limits. They're focused on other things <laughs> than the world championship. Yeah, they've had they've had a very busy week. And who knows, there could be more, you know, like cuz I mean, I think people were kind of shocked by this Ferruja event. Maybe, you know, people organizing other events just like very, very last second to try, try again. Uh -huh. Like Vincent Keimer, he's on the he's on the edge. He's close. Right. You know, who knows? Uh, the three of us. Hey, we're available. <laughs> <laughs> For three more days. Yeah. Um, OK, well, we'll we'll keep an eye on it, uh, folks. If there's uh, if, if there's more drama, maybe we'll do a follow up uh, episode. But. Yeah, it'll be very and I definitely think see. we're going to have to talk about we're going to maybe maybe we'll have to get the mathematician on. But this thing with the rating change, which just seems now to be official, we're going to have to talk that through because I think that will have huge structural shifts uh, in how chess is done. And I don't I haven't even mapped my wrapped my head around it yet. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that is so interesting. They they kill the term limits. And they give everyone like 100, 150 rating points to just kind of... Buy yeah. her both with yeah. rating points now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Titles for everyone. Um, okay. Well, All I right. That's going to do it. All right, folks.
Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time.